There you go. We're on the air. We're on the air. Welcome. On the air. Uh-huh. So is there the actually ch- air involved? I, guess I think it's, it's interesting one. the chat starts up before, so now it's probably recording the chat, right? Yes, I think so. But everything I before that is just slush. There we go. Ooh, I see oh, me. I'm not dark. I'm right us. up there. What are you talking about? Complaining that I'm angry. dark. Well, that's before you turned your monitor on. <coughs> You're sitting in the dark by yourself, you weirdo. Yeah. I'm, so, in, I'm in the dark. You're, you are in the dark, but you, you are, you're always lit from the front. And I look yeah, like I'm, I'm on a set of like K, WKRP in Cincinnati. You want them lit from behind? Oh, hey. Hey, hey. hey, Brandon. Now you got to type something. Sculptor Die. Welcome to the show. Natropolis, welcome to the show. Gaming with Rydog, welcome to the show. And that says, hi, Mom. So I'm guessing Gaming with Rydog must be a relative. I don't need to talk. Yes. Yeah. Our son. I mean, to turn on the circulation in this house. This room is warm. Token Canadian. That's what he calls his air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the air on. Now that I'm all caught up, it's it's hotter than sin in this room. I'm gonna turn it's on. Pretty the good air. here. I like to keep warm by the uh, the Omega race. Well, we just had that big rainstorm, so I bet you if I open the window. I open the windows too, but I'm worried it's gonna be loud. It's quieter now. These silly it's headphones. Quieter now. <laughs> Chris says I call everyone mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Oh, I see how they're popping up. Yeah. There's Brandon. Metropolis <laughs> said, no snow in Winnipeg today. Gotta love it, your Nest thermostat. Just turn it on from your phone. There we go. I just use I just use the computer. That's true. I could do that. Computer, set the AC to 69. Computer, order 50 pounds of creamed corn. Uh, that's why I wear it. <laughs> Brian is not wearing headphones. I am. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. Yeah, we used to try to get Brian's uh, Alexa to order cream corn, and we, we almost did it once. So it's still on the shopping list. Mm. <laughs> I'm just gradually going to get more and more sweaty as the night goes on. Uh, Steve says, "Does everyone have pants on this show?" I do not. Listen, I'm wearing scrubs. They shorts. Count. Shorts. Mine are, even, mine are even worse than sweatshorts. Uh-oh. Oh. Did yeah. you make those? Well, I got them at a thrift store. Oh, man. So somebody else sweated <laughs> in them for you? <laughs> no. Jorts. <laughs> They're called hey, jorts. Hey, this episode, I'm trying not to say nice after everything. I'm trying nice. to like start nice. I overdid it last episode. There was at least 25 nices. You know, what's funny, too, is uh, Brian likes to say neat. Yeah, <laughs> which is like, what decade are you from? That's a, neat. That's a seventies ish thing. That's like a nineteen fifties thing. Neato, neat, cool. Hey, boomer. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you always have to throw down the hey boomer first, or no? Okay, the okay boomer. Okay boomer. Before they can do it to okay. you, you. Okay you boomer. Right. What, what are they? See, nobody makes fun of Gen, Gen Xers. In fact, we get forgotten. There was a whole article about like voters, and it was on like CNN or something, and they went through all the generations and skipped Generation X. And there was like this deck, you know, like ten or eleven years missing or something. It was, uh, it was very funny. Mm. That would be us, right? Mark 
Sweet. See it? <laughs> the Canadian says, say sweet. Sweet. We have to think of adjectives for tonight. You know, like radical. Oh, how about I'll go mint. Oh, man, that's mint. That's mint. I'll say rad. That's rad. It's totally rad. I'll just look up. I'm going to pull up a web page of 80s. um, Radical. It's radical. Positive inflections or whatever they're called. It's logical. (laughs) Yes. It's radical. Uh, The logical song. Scrubs was like the best hospital show. That's like one of the only hospital shows I could watch because the rest make me want to like look up the disease that I have every time it comes on. Like I couldn't watch House. Scrubs was like the most accurate. More accurate than St. Elsewhere? (laughs) Uh, What about ER? Yeah. Scrubs was like by far the closest to what it's actually like in the hospital. Oh, nice. Oh, damn it. I did it again. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh, that's like when I was doing fantastic. <laughs> light. There we go. More that's light. Totally radical. I'm illuminated. Kicking. What the? God dang. Oh, boy. K-Rad. You cued it up to the spot you wanted to. I got it. All right. What do you say we do a an intro or something like that? Maybe like, let's hit it. Mint. Mint. <laughs> Mint. Wicked. Wicked. Mint. (laughs) Right. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Hello, and thanks for listening in from the Arcadosphere. This is Season 4, Episode 25 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, June 18th, 2020. The time is approximately now 7.25 p.m. Central. I'm your host, Adam Rogers Nelson. I'm joined by my co-host, Mark, Time Runner Shields, and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and Little Red Corvette owner, Brian Thurston, Howell Armitage III. And joining us tonight, longtime arcade community members, proprietors of the Canton, Ohio Classic Arcade, rack it up. One is a sculptor, but they're both partners uh, both in business and marriage. Please give a warm round of applause for our guest hosts, Dustin and Julie Myers. Thank you. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you guys here. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened to your arcade in a bit, but let's get going. Uh, Mark, what have you been working on? Today, I just I spent $9,000. What the? On a, yes. Using a credit card I bought only for this purpose 
I bought a Bill and Ted officially licensed phone booth from Cubicle. Oh, you were talking about that last show, so you bought it this week. Right. I did it. Yeah, well, they started like they started going in production, and then every day they were like, "Hey, are you going to give us money?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah." Just wait for that credit card, and it finally showed up. So I pulled the trigger, and I swear, I hope that this is in good. This is a good quality phone booth, but um, we'll see. You know, I'm going to do full review on it and everything like that. There. These booths are like for businesses that have like open areas, but you want to have privacy where somebody can have a meeting or take a phone call or make a lot of noise and not everybody hear it. That's so cool. we shall see. Where are you going to put it? Uh, You're going to have to get rid of an arcade game to put it in a telephone booth. I think I'm going to put it next to the Discs of Tron where the mousetrap is. Oh, weird. Yes. That's very weird. So so that's the, uh, the big purchase for today. Um, as far as Discs <laughs> of Tron... Um, I did get some uh, bright, uh, what am I trying to say, white black lights? I oh, guess yeah. I just call them black lights. Black lights. Thank you for helping me, Adam, order those. They showed up. They looked like to be in good condition. I bought two as well. Nice. One for my um, Tron whenever I decide to do that this summer. Okay. Uh, I got some ba- patio furniture coming in, and uh, I w- I'm going to bring Pong into the room and put it someplace. There's, there's a lot of space over there. I, I rearranged the office. The junk that's in the office that you can't see because it's off camera. So now I think I can put at least one more game right there. Cool. Nice. Man, it's and that's just what like, work. How many games do you have in the, in the house now? It's like forty something. Jeez, that's like one hundred seventeen. Yeah. Is any room is any room spared, or do you just put them wherever you can? Um, there's only in our in our exercise room. There's a Miss Pack cocktail and a Holiseum. You know the giant yeah, yeah. Sega. Yeah, and that's all. That's all that I'm going to put in that room. And then our bedroom doesn't have anything. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, you got to have standards. Floors. No, <laughs> nothing in. Yeah, nothing's in the bathroom. You know, the, oh, the attic ooh. doesn't have arcade games. Yeah, so. I have. I have a piranha shower curtain you could uh, use in that bathroom. Did you really buy that shower curtain? Well, I didn't buy it, but it can be made. Ah, see. They're okay. made to order. It's 50 bucks. You can get your arcade radio bikini and stand in the shower with your piranha shower curtain. Yes. And your paradise, arcade, your paradise Arcade slippers. I really want to see glass. somebody in that arcade radio bikini. I'll see what I can do. you got to wait till Dolly gets <laughs> on. I, she's pretty sure Dolly would buy the bikini. Oh, yeah. Right. All right. So, uh, Mark, uh, you've been working on that. Brian, what have you been working on? Um, I ordered some fun stuff. I... I was having a lot of fun cleaning up my Space Invaders, getting it going. Uh, SMT Electronics, Miles up there, did the Space Invaders boards for myself, Dave Brennan, and like seven other people. And um, so I got those installed, got it all cleaned up, and decided that after doing all that work, I was going to order the glass from Phoenix. And let me tell you, that the so the original was a Plexi. The glass Phoenix did is amazing. It looks awesome. I saw it. looks great. Put we the, social we social distance up on that. Yeah, I gotta I've gotta do the control panel over, but I think I'm gonna do that myself. The original was plexi, and so I kind of have this idea of doing brushed aluminum and printing straight down to that. So I'm gonna give it a shot with the printer we have. Um, did a run to the powder coater today. Grabbed a pinball lock bar, and I had the uh, top metal for a bunch of Neo Geo two slots powder coated red. So that should be fun. Cool. Uh, the guy asked what they're for. I said it's kind of like wearing fancy underwear. Um, Star, Star Trek is running, uh, but without sound. 
Mm. So got to work on that. And then I kind of dropped off the artwork for my. We're going to lose Brian. We're going to lose him. Is someone, someone get the paddles. Stat. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, spaghettios. At first, it was just that you were, like, lip-syncing badly. And now it's just chop, chop. Anyways. Am I back? You're back. Well, we'll give it a shot. I think the weather's killing some things here. Um. So I ordered Earthshaker artwork two and a half months, three months ago from Pinball Decals EU. Okay. The first set got lost. No idea where that is. The second set arrived like two days ago, and it is beautiful. So that's going on Earthshaker any day now, which I'm super excited about. That's about it. can almost read your screen right off your glasses. So, um... Yeah, uh, what I've been working on, I stopped over at Brian's shop. I had to drop off some more powder coating for Journey, which is probably the last bits that need to get done. Um, but then I forgot to give him the mousetrap front parts again, so there's that. So I'm probably going to end up painting those so I can just get the mousetrap done. Um, I'll have to try to match him to that wonderful, awesome uh, finish, Brian. I don't know how that's going to work. So... Uh, unless I, I suppose I could run him down there tomorrow. He's probably not even started on him. Probably not. Um, anyhow, um, I also picked up my 6100, which was rebuilt uh, months ago. So thanks to Tom for that. Uh, basically a, a beautifully unburned tube and a brand new rebuilt 6100 monitor for whatever I need to stick it in. So Star Wars or Tempest. Said. Yeah. Oh. Hey. It's a kid's show. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, no, I did check the box. Not for children. So, um, if your children are, <laughs> if your children don't want to hear bad words or lewd comments, then they shouldn't be listening to this show. All right. So that's. Uh, oh, here's something fun that I didn't. That's not really arcade related, but let me just show you anyway. Um, so I didn't know about this, uh, but a few months ago, I guess uh, Hasbro decided they were going to um, try to steal a bunch of money from Gen Xers. Uh, and uh, you guys remember these Star Wars guys from when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this this actually is a new package. Uh, they have Wave 1 and Wave 2 out, and uh, they have redone, they have re- remolded and are reselling the old figures. Exactly as nice. they were, but in wow. these retro-looking packages. Which I think is kind of dumb, because like if you're collecting, you're not going to want a ratty old card like this. Like, I mean, and I and I opened it up already. I'll show you. <laughs> that was so mint. I know. Oh. So, I had to get this thing. You know. Yeah. You remember this? I mean, chatters. You guys had these, right? Is that Darth Vader's head? That's yep. Darth Vader's Whatever. head. But it. Where, whose house is that at? That's me. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So you have Luke Skywalker uh-huh. and Bespin gear. You Did have. Did you undress Luke Skywalker? No. They have Lando Calrissian, uh-huh. Han Solo and Hoth gear, Leia and Hoth gear. <laughs> oh man. And Yoda this is with the. Be a- Orange snake. 
And his mm-hmm. little cane is in here somewhere. Oh, every, everybody disconnected from the show. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> and Boba Fett. Boba Fett. You can't. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's exactly like they were. So, anyway. Man, Mark, you just turned into Dan Reed. Like, all of a sudden, you're Dan Reed. Hey, I'm, we're That's all a, welcome to say when a segment is going long. So, you've done it. Oh, jeez. I didn't know the segment was going on. I thought you were just being mean to me. No, no, no. Just. Uh, I mean, have you honest. listened to you during this segment? It's excruciating. Uh, no. By yeah, the way, it's, it's pretty awesome. Julie and, and Dustin, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I, I realize you've been working on uh, on something specific. We're going to talk about later in the show, mainly that your arcade was robbed. Uh, but is there anything else you'd like to tell us that you've been working on since that, or has that been the lion's share of your work? Pretty much number one. It's pretty much been it, um, really. I mean, I've taken a break from sculpting. I, I do that also. Yeah. I, uh, make Halloween-type things, masks and whatnot. So that's really been on the back burner, and it's been the main focus has been this arcade. Yeah, to get yeah. up and running. Well, that is that's really um, you know, I, I we want to learn more about that. We've uh, all, everybody in the in the chat has already heard about uh, this. We've we've summarized it on the show uh, on the page for the show. Um, we when we heard about it, we posted it. So. And uh, one of our listeners, uh, Billy Seven, was very diligent and getting to several of the outlets on Facebook that are arcade related, and posted all about it as well. So we're all we're all behind you on this. Um, we want to thank everyone for that. It's been a real blessing to know that people, you know, that the arcade community really cares, and it's it's rare to find people that that reach out back to you and that you know show show the love it's it's amazing especially when they ha- don't even know who you are right i know <laughs> right? it's just amazing i love that right so uh we have a couple more segments before we get to the the crux of the interview but we're going to talk a little bit about uh the the news <laughs> Um, oh no! But we're not going to do the news. We're going to do Brian's segment first because apparently he's very upset about the order of, oh. of the tabs. So I always felt that the true stars at Atari was engineering. Oh, you're an inventor. Yes, I am. What have you invented? A lot of things. Like? Like a lot of things. Like things that you've heard of. Like? Well, things that you will have heard of. Okay, patents are patents. <laughs> Do we lose Brian? <laughs> He's talking with mute on, maybe. Oh, yeah, it's muted. Oh, I actually I muted it, so that I didn't have the thunder coming in. That's awesome. Let me have another glass of scotch. So, <laughs> right, anyways, scotch, scotch, scotch. Uh, <laughs> he missed his cue for the first time, and he wasn't fighting with me. So I'm like, "What happened?" So happy. <laughs> so the uh, the big announcement that I was going to make. There really aren't a lot of gadgets in the last week we did this, but the mm-hmm. one thing we did test uh, that I thought people would be very curious about: U five thousand, U two thousand, seventy five hundred, seventy four hundred Wells monitors tend to have problems with the neck boards, where the transistors would get very hot and burn off the traces in the back. And so this causes huge problems in repairing those monitors. They would break down all the time. The Wells actually replaced the original 
little fins on the transistors with these larger aluminum ones, which worked better. Uh, but we took the board, redid them, and we actually redesigned the cooling side of the board. And we're adding an actual heat sink and moving the, tr the uh, resistors and transistors to the edge of the board and doing some active cooling. So first uh, fired it up this week. Everything worked great. Uh, now we're doing the cooling modification on that board and hopefully going to test it up and those will get out soon. So cool. it's, oh, now it's over to me. Is that it? Well, I, you know, so I, you know, you guys usually say something so I can keep going on this if you want. Oh. But so this, the, the thing about this neck board that's actually different is if you look at it, it's one of the few chassis that if you look at arcade cup site, they actually charge to fix the chassis or sorry, charge to fix the neck board different than the chassis. Like that's how much of a problem these neck boards have been. So, anyways, nice. That can be it. Ah, you can take uh, over. Mint, mint, mint. Totally mint. radical. The guys in the shop. Stevens. Whoever that guy is. Oh, you remember that background music from it's nice. years and years ah. ago? What? Did you? Did somebody hear something? Um, anyway, uh, so what I was going to say is uh, there's a couple of news articles today. Um, maybe the, the biggest piece of news is uh, Billy Mitchell released a statement today. Right? Did he? I think so. I've been I've been heads down. What? Tell me about this. Uh, well, um, it's not in the news articles. It's no, this, did it happen today? It happened so, today. So Guinness was yesterday. Guinness World Records announced that they reviewed all of the evidence. Oh no 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 no! That's not what happened. Guinness did not announce anything. They did. No, they did not. <laughs> it's on their it's on their website. Guinness World Records put up an official finding that they reviewed the records. Oh, I I actually talked to Billy and he said they hadn't done that yet, and that he released they a had statement today. Okay. Yeah, they did today. Interesting. Yeah. So I got so off the it's phone. All up there. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. So Guinness World Records reviewed the evidence and decided that uh, I think it's the score in like eighty something in two thousand ten were valid, and they were uh, reversing the dis previous decision of April in 2018 to remove his high scores in world records, and they're reinstating them. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, and so along with that, uh, Billy released a statement, right? Mm -hmm. So he said, uh, today, his official statement says, uh, Guinness World Records investigation results in full reinstatement. After its own fair and unbiased investigation, Guinness World Records has announced the reinstatement of my Pac-Man and Donkey Kong records effective immediately. Guinness World Records released its official statement, um, there you go, right there, to its website at GuinnessWorldRecords.com, along with numerous videos across its social media platforms. Guinness World Records also expressly recognizes me as the first kill screen player and the first million point player in Donkey Kong history. I respectfully thank Guinness World Records for its professionalism and truthful due diligence. And of course, the reinstatement of my records. Please see my official video statement on either Twitch or YouTube at 3 p.m. Eastern today, located at uh, twitch.tv slash Billy underscore Mitchell. So if you want to look at that, um, 
that was released today. Uh, and it's interesting to me uh, because um, Guinness is not a small organization, you know? They uh, So they must have uh, put a, a bit of time and effort into this to, to figure out everything. Uh, and and in, I know he released that package about six months ago or so. Um, and it, I will say, though, that they were, in reading the Guinness statement, they were very specific about those two events. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a, I mean, because there's a lot of discussion about a lot of the stuff that happened, but like they were very, these two events and dates are what we're reinstating. And so um, I'm sure we'll get some people commenting on, well, what about this one? And what about this one? And Well, the thing know. is, is that those were the only two that were removed from the Guinness book. Yeah. So the, the, the other question is uh, reinstatement of his scores to Twin Galaxies, for example. But uh, I have it on the down low that Twin Galaxies, well, I don't really know. So, but wait, we should maybe get him on the show. You know, maybe we should just call him up and see if he'll, he'll answer the phone. But not now. Maybe, no. ne- maybe for the hundredth episode. <laughs> By the way, you guys, uh, Dustin and Julie, you are on the 99th episode of our show. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're very happy to have you here um, on this. On this, I'm happy uh, to be here. And uh, regardless of the situation, we're going to make it a fun night for everybody. So um, anyway, would, uh, you guys, Dustin and Julie, what do you think about that? What do you think about the, uh, the Guinness uh, giving back his Pac-Man scores and Donkey Kong scores and, and all that? I'm not really sure what to say. About it. I, I, I don't know what, what I feel about it. <laughs> right. Really. Well, there's been a lot of evidence, right? So it's hard to sift through that. Uh, but one of the, uh, Mark, I think you and I talked about about this a little bit. And a lot of the, the evidence that was submitted against Billy was um, taken from the King of Kong. Is that right? Correct. And so and they're in- making a movie, right, Mark? You mm-hmm. go ahead. Right, so so those guys made a movie, and they needed something to use visually to show what Billy's uh, gameplay looked like, right? So they made a prop to represent it in the movie. That's all there is. Talk well, to the filmmakers. Whenever they, whenever Billy says, and I don't know why this is kind of stupid, he goes, "This stuff is um, for entertainment purposes only," but he's referring to the prop tape. That oh. represents the gameplay. Right. Yeah. Well, and then they, they mocked up the Twin Galaxies website for the show. That wasn't real. Yeah. So, Correct. I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff. Now, admittedly, when we heard the evidence, the initial evidence, we were like, yeah, he probably did it. But, <laughs> you know. Right. Because we don't know anything about, I mean, somebody has a tape. Right. That is very obviously uh, not from a video game, from, a, from you know, MAME. Mm-hmm. And so, what's the source of the tape? Who made this tape? How was the tape made? Did we know any of that, really? Yeah. How did they get the tape? Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting news, regardless. So uh, there you have it. The other piece of news I'm going to share with you today is that last Saturday, uh, an arcade called Rack It Up was robbed, and we have yes. the guests here on our show today, um, and we have the proprietors on on the show today as guests. And, uh, and we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna get into a little, a little more depth of that. We're also gonna talk to them about the hobby and about some fun things, and, and you know, try to keep it light. Like I said, three or four times already. And um, but you guys, um, why don't why don't we just kick off with a couple well, of questions? Well, well, go ahead, Mark. 
don't forget before you leave the news segment that the stern news is kind of goes over into the next segment. Oh, this the stern the the stern pinball uh, news. Okay. So right. Yes, sir. From PR Newswire, Stern Pinball. Incendium announces first official heavy metal pinball machine. So Stern, uh, you might have heard of this company. They make pinball machines. Um, and, uh, you know, so apparently uh, there's a lot of garbage in this article. This is a, a, a PR release. You can read this word for word. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to, but I don't want to because it looks very wordy. So the Heavy Metal Pinball Machine commemorates the 300th issue of Heavy Metal. Everyone remember the Heavy Metal comic? So this is based on that, which has been running since 1977 and inspired the 1981 animated movie of the same name. So there's a brand new Heavy Metal Stern Pinball Machine coming out. And actually, that, that kind of interests me. I actually had uh, the movie, the comic book based on the movie. Uh which is weird because it's a movie based on a comic book, isn't it? Yeah. Where is that? Do you still have it? I don't know. I, I I doubt it. I mean, I have a box of comics from a gazillion years ago, but I'm pretty sure I Shinders that bad boy. Oh, man. What's Shinders? That was a local comic shop chain here that ran for Ugh. 20 years and then shut down. Mm. Yeah. There was like six of them around town and then three and then two and then none. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, it's a sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and actually, Dustin, have you heard, heard of this? I have not. Uh, if you were going to buy a pinball machine, would you buy a heavy metal? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, it, it has everything, right? Yeah. Kind of plays into your, uh, I'm really interested to find out more of those, mad, those scary masks you make. They're really scary, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. You're quite an accomplished sculptor, and apparently there are other sculptors in the chat. There is. Yeah, I know for a fact uh, Brandon Scott Murphy um, from Sculptor Die. He's in the chat currently. He's Sculptor amazing. Die. Amazing artist. He's <laughs> That's really awesome to what he does. So, uh, yeah, I'm to jump the gun here, but yeah, we've got lots of questions about that. We've got lots of questions about the, the your arcade. Um, let's get to the next segment so we can get into the interview as soon as possible. Uh did Brian fall asleep yet? No, he's doing good. Okay. It's not like I ever fall asleep on this show. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to the cave with, with time. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Welcome to Back to the Cave. While Brian goes potty, <laughs> we're going to discuss... <laughs> Um, heavy metal is in the air, and so let's talk I about just do that and... here. Oh man, he's doing it in a like a a mug or what's what's happening? <laughs> no, I, I don't do want to know. Don't tell me. Let me just imagine. It. Okay, uh, Beavis and Butthead creator Michael Judge did not realize. There it is. He was predicting the future when he placed his twisted progeny in front of the TV to pick holes in everyone from Pantera to Faith No More. They are the original trolls successors that have taken to the internet in droves. So in this NES adventure, our beloved morons set out to recover their lost Guar tickets. Has anybody been to a Guar concert? Anybody? <laughs> no. No? Is that 
I don't even know what guar means. Anyway, uh, <laughs> a guar losing your guar tickets is a tragedy with uh, which all fans of alien penis monsters can identify with. What does that mean? I'm just <laughs> reading this. It sounds like you're reading it. Reviews at the time stated that the game does not suck, but doesn't rule either. <laughs> it's terrible. Which, which now, I know, right, thanks. Well, it's an NES game, and then I thought that at the beginning, you know, Beavis and Butthead are sitting on the couch, but they're not actually talking. They just communicate with grunts. Have you ever played it? <laughs> I've never played the game, but I'm going to after the show. Okay, I have so the ROM. I'm sure I have the, the ROM somewhere. What's in the juke? You want to hear what's in the juke? Yeah, why not? I'm still watching the the. I gotta put this in the chat. Has anybody seen the video game? I don't know. What's in the juke? <laughs> Welcome to what's in the juke. What is what's in the juke? Well, we play ten songs. These uh, songs today will have a heavy metal sort of uh, vibe. Vibe. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, Radical. If you, the songs, if you can guess the song's title, you get a half point. Half point. If you can guess the artist's song, you'll also get Full a half point. Full point. Oops. Guess them together and you half get point. Oh. Full point. You get it. <laughs> little loose, little loose on the soundboard. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's if you fight it out and don't know the name of the song. You will recognize these songs <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Mr. Peabody says, I love metal music. Well, good. All right. So uh, we're going to queue up the jukebox and um, play a few hits here. Uh, I think every, every one of these, uh, except for one, is... Um, one well, of them's a little deep cut. Yeah, one of them's a deep cut, but we'll, we'll see if we can get it. If not, we'll play another one. Okay, here comes your first track. <laughs> nice. Well, that's all you get for that. I mean, that's you. You don't get this, and you just don't get it. It is the Scorpions. That's Steve Taki, and it's "Rock You Like a Hurricane." Andy Baldwin, and uh, that's uh, that's a half point for both of you boys. Good job. Half point. All right. Now the next track. Oh, here we go. I don't know Welcome if these are in the, the exact night. order, but, you know, anyway. Yeah, it's close enough. All right. Yes. All right. It is Round and Round. It is Rat. Uh, rat was Steve Taki. Round and Round was Steve Taki. He's on the board with another point there, right? Good job, Steve Taki. Full point. Lead. He's taking the lead. All right. Here comes your next track. I'm going to have to play a different part of this song. Right. Smart. Yeah, because this, this is, yeah. Starts off. Yeah, let's try this right about here. There you nice. go. Ah, oh, I did it again. <laughs> nice. Radical. Mint. Mint. <laughs> I just can't say mint. It doesn't give me any good feelings when I say it. Try, mint. Try terrific. Yeah, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's not Def uh, Leppard. It is Def Leppard. I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, it is. It's not Fed Leppard. Who who I did Fed Leopard? Scott Scott Lambert got Def Eppard. Okay, we'll give it, it to Scott Lambert. 
for a half point. And the right. and and the next one was sour some sugar on me. Uh, I'm, that's close. It's kind of gross, actually. Andy Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Baldwin with a half, half point. point and a half point to that other gentleman. All right, here comes the the next track. <laughs> that's one second of that song. Oh. One second. It's <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. And here they come in the chat. And who is it? It is Taki. Steve Taki. Check that out. Panama, 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 Panama. Panama by Van Halen. All right. All right. Tell us where we're at in this game right now. Steve Cocky. Oh. Steve Cocky. <laughs> hey, cocky is not a dirty word if you're like. Very point. If you're flexing. <laughs> Steve Taki, I apologize, clearly in the lead with two and a half points. Andy Baldwin with one. What's so funny? I need a better word. And then Scott Lambert in Mint. pure third place. Mint. You gotta say. Do you, you gotta give it an extra syllable? What? Was there a J.J. Abrams movie where some kid said mint all through the movie? God, I'm, just, uh, I'm thinking. Super hey, eight. I'm uh, asking everybody in the chat. Huh. All right, here comes your next track. That's going to be a tougher one, I think. But yes. I like that song. That's a good song. It's not Knight Rider. It is not Poison. It's not Motley Crue. It is not Ferris Bueller Says Mint. Oh, Scott Lambert. Mr. Peabody, Rockin' America. And it is Night Ranger. Yep. Someone is speech to text stuff there didn't work. Scott. Scott Lambert got Night Ranger. Who's Scott Lambert? He's new. He's just lighting up the chat tonight. He's killing it. Yeah. Check it out. This is a half point. Half point. Got the title? Uh, Mr. Peabody? Okay. Rock in America? Yeah. I think he got that. You can still rock in America. All right. Here comes your next track. Now, we will get banned for that song if I play any more of it. Guaranteed. Because right. I've been... Ba- Motley Crue, man, they do not Oh, like good it. job. <laughs> well, somebody already got it. Steve Taki got it. Did he? Yep. Oh Motley Crue. Everybody's loving it. It's going so fast. I know. Uh, Motley Crue is Steve Taki. Feel, Dr. Feelgood was Steve Taki. So full point. I mean, what if his name is Takei? I see Dr. Feelgood from Mr. Peabody first, I think. Did you? Yeah, right after Scott Lambert. Oh, yeah. All right, Mr. Oh, Peabody. yeah. That's my Minnesotans coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Molly Christine right. Taki, got it. <laughs> I love the beginning of that song yeah. so much. Okay, here goes the next. Get it, Ryan. I don't think this one's going to, anyone's going to get it. We'll see. Oh, you suck. <laughs> Gee, well. <laughs> well, I mean, they might get the song that now. That is that how it starts? I it's, didn't know. It is. That's how it starts. See, he literally says the name of the song every time any of the songs starts. <laughs> like, just, I mean, just try, try me. Go to any other Twisted Sister song. <laughs> they were just giving away Twisted Sister. Well, they already guessed it. So. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Peabody. 
Okay, you got it. What time is I Am by Twisted Sister? Okay, here comes it up. This one is also a little deeper cut. Here we go. Okay, this is going to be hard to... I don't know. There's only one band that uses that kind of sound. Yeah, see, they're talking about it. (laughs) Rush. Casey got it. Subdivisions. Casey, big money. (laughs) No whammies. Stop. (laughs) Thunder Rolls, Garth Brooks. Who's being funny, Yo Eddie? Who's being funny? <laughs> the Gleek is in the house. Okay. All right. Sub, Steve talked. He almost got subdivisions, but it looks like sub disco decenas. <laughs> well, I know. I'm, I'm just going to give it to him. <laughs> sure, why not? Give him a quarter point. All right. Uh, yeah, we should start giving quarter point for misspellings. <laughs> just <laughs> like, <laughs> Still in first place, so it won't matter. Yeah, what else we got? All right. Oh, this one I gotta play a little. All right, yeah, there we go. <laughs> and if you name the guitar player, we'll give you another half point. Oh. That's it. Yep, Mr. Peabody with Guns and Roses. <sighs> and looks like Andy Ballman with Welcome to the. <laughs> Jungle. It's a baby. It's a baby. It's a real baby. <laughs> Who got slashed first, Mr. Peabody? I thought you my baby. <laughs> <laughs> the show just got weird. <laughs> really <Sponsor>. weird. <laughs> yep, Mr. Peabody got slashed as well. Well, that's the first time we've had a flying baby on the show. Yeah, so Wait. everybody is in the next room like watching the show. Right, so baby just came in, and you could hear mom in the other room laughing at that. Yeah, there we go. That's funny. All right, uh, we swapped out this last one. Uh, We're going to play a specific part of it. So uh, I'm sure people will be familiar with this as well. Oh, Um, good. Yeah, I mean, it's... And and actually, our our guest can play this very uh, piece of music um, and has... Ooh, that's a that's a good part to that's the solo part dustin can play that on his guitar right dustin nice. mr peabody got europe yeah, can. it's pretty sweet you gotta tell us that story after this one of the funniest commercials in the last couple of years of that song oh you know what with the burrito that was awesome <laughs> by the way we have prizes tonight and they are and they are moldoramas and primary colors dinosaurs Looks like, uh, Mr. Peabody, you got both. Um, Europe, final countdown. All right, let's rack According it up. According to the official chat tally. Let's rack them up. In third place, Andy third place. Baldwin with one and a half points. He gets a yellow stegosaurus. Yellow stegosaurus. Yellow dinosaur. Yellow dinosaur. Got sour. it. Um, then Mr. Peabody in a clear third place, literally a hair behind. Wait a minute! First. I thought you said Andy was in third place. No, I haven't said I haven't said the name yet. Literally in third, second place is Mr. Peabody. <laughs> Mr. Peabody gets a Triceratops. Tricer blue side Triceratops. I think these are pretty rare. This one is from Field Kubel's. I need my glasses. Field of Dreams. This one is from. <sighs> Billy Billy Seven's Moldorama machine. 
And this number wait, one, Steve Taki. Steve Taki, you get the red Tyrannosaurus Rex, the T Rex. This guy's pretty sweet. sweet. This is from a Chicago uh, something field museum, Chicago. Yeah, and it says Tyrannosaurus Rex on it. I, I think it does anyway. I can't really see it. So, yay to our winners! Uh, good, good job and such. Do we have a phone call? I think there's a regular voicemail for you. A, a regular old voicemail? So I got to go to the voice voicemail and a, voicemail. A, a classic. Oh, so I don't go to the thing. Okay, I'll. No, not to the special place. I'll go to the special place. <laughs> not the special. special place. Uh, answering machine yeah yeah right. the <laughs> this panasonic is, this is on google voice <laughs> goodness gracious mm. me <laughs> oh uh are you sure oh it says oh the problem with this sometimes is oh yeah yeah oh i have 39 uh unlistened to messages oh wait. what yeah all right here we'll play this one hi uh, uh rk radio oh uh, this is farmer uh, Tim Farmer again. Remember, I, I'm a farmer, but my last name is also Farmer. Uh, please don't be mad at me for that. Uh, I heard you guys had some guests who were burgled recently. I hate burglars. Well, except the ham burglar. He's fake. I know that now. Anyway, I have some suggestions to punish them arcade thieves. My list of punishments is secret, though. Patents are pending, just like your gizmo segment. So stay in touch and don't forget, I love to get star 69. It's the best way to get in touch with me. I'm not mad that you haven't star 69 me yet. There's always tomorrow. Talk to you fellas next time. Bye. <laughs> it's a farmer, Tim. Farmer. T- ah. Tim Farmer, the farmer. <laughs> Tim Farmer, Farmer Tim. Yeah, so he's a new character of the show. We have like three characters now. We have the sheriff, we have Tim Farmer, and Bob. Bob. Just waiting for the uh, sheriff to arrest uh, the farmer. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, so, what's that? What would you say? There was uh, she was just talking to Dustin. It's oh, it's private. <laughs> it's a private conversation. <laughs> Listen, Star honey. Oh, boy. Oh. It's call return. It's a kid's show. I remember from like the 80s. Didn't we like block our calls on our landline with that? Is that what that was? That was Star 60, oh, I think. Star, Star 67. Oh, 67. Good one. Star 69 was call return. Like if somebody called you oh, and hung up, you could oh, start okay. and call them back. Okay. That's right. Uh, Star, Star 67 still works. Star six seven still works on cell phones. We use that when we call patients. Please. If if you didn't if you didn't have a touch tone phone, you could dial one one six nine on a pulse phone, and then it would do the same thing. I still have pulse phones. I have one. I have a rotary dial phone in my kitchen. It still works. Yeah, but you can't dial out on it. Oh. I can pick up the phone though. <laughs> it still work? Yeah, you just can't dial. Now, I, I did buy a PVX <laughs> that I wanted to get hooked up that will allow me to dial out. But then I have to dial nine. So can you imagine, like, oh, man. It was bad enough to have to dial 
a seven-digit number, but now you have to dial a ten-digit number. Ten-digit number. Plus, if I have the PBX, you have to dial nine before nine. every number. So it's like one of the worst numbers. Because you got to go. I'm gonna see if I can. <laughs> like, I'm gonna change my phone to as many nines as possible. <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> Dustin and Julie, do your kids even know how to use a rotary dial phone? They would have no idea. No. I mean, they figure it out. They're smart kids, but they probably like, what is that? Are these optical? You they still those? don't understand how we had the kitchen phone attached to the wall with a super long cord. <laughs> <laughs> that just still doesn't register with them. Awesome. You know what? The really long cords so you can walk around. Oh yeah. House. Oh yeah. yeah. There's a couple of like I love watching old TV shows and movies, and like I think there's one with Tom Hanks where he's on the phone, and he's I don't remember what movie it is, but I just watched it recently. Things got it wrapped around his neck and walking halfway across into the kitchen room and hanging on. Mr. Mom, was it? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. No, that was uh, Michael Keaton, Michael Mr. Keaton. Mom. Yeah. So Michael Keaton, was, wasn't he on the phone and like Mr. Mom or something like that? I don't remember. I it's think so. Yeah. Probably every movie in the 80s, someone's on the phone with, you know, carrying it around with this, the cord hanging off the bottom and then they got it, you know, this is funny. Joe, Joe Drosen. Joe Drosen in the chat's asking, who puts a PBX in their home? <laughs> uh, me. People <laughs> who install PBXs, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Manage them. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. My, my buddy up the street has a PBX in his house. You have to dial nine to get out. And there's an extension for each room, which is silly because you can just say, hey, what's your face? Drop in on the kitchen, you know? Oh, right. You know, you don't need extensions anymore. That's not very clever. Not with voice activation, right? <laughs> Insane people. That's what Christopher said. Who has PBXs was, in their home? Insane we, people. That's who. I thought the rich people had um, <laughs> you know, those intercoms in, in every bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> they have the little train tracks that go through with the train, too, between the rooms. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Um, this is the part of the show where we usually do a drum roll and then we hit the gong and then we do a fanfare. But I'm going to cut it short because it's not that happy. And then I'm going to say, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us, Dustin and Julie Myers. Yay! So Thanks for having us. Now... I'd like to get, uh, you know, I know you, you're probably super tired of talking about this because it happened on Saturday. And, uh, and it, but um, you obviously uh, were robbed. Your arcade was robbed. Can you just uh, give us a brief for those who may not know in the chat or are listening live or are listening to this later? What happened last Saturday? Um, well, we're not quite sure what happened on Saturday, but um, we were there Friday with our architects and our landlord. Um, we have to put up, we're putting up two firewalls to protect the arcade in case of a fire on either side of our unit. And um, Monday morning, we were meeting with an HVAC, an uh, engineer architect and our architect and our landlord again regarding the airflow units. And our landlord called us when we were about five minutes away and he said he couldn't get into the unit with his key and um, we have to, he had to get into the units on either side of us as well, and he couldn't get into those either. Whoa. So um, when we got there, we tried our key. Our key wasn't working, which, of course, was the same key as his. And um, we didn't know what to do, so we called the police. And 
the police came out and from what I our understanding is is that there were some trucks in front of all the units and somebody was moving all of the stuff out of all three units. Wow. One of those units was ours and the units on either side of ours. So there were witnesses <laughs> that saw it, but they're still trying to figure out who these people are, where the trucks went. Um, and the detectives are doing a really, really good job handling this case. And we're, we're, we're okay. really grateful to the police department there. So we mentioned earlier in the show that this is Rack It Up. This is the name of your arcade, right? And it was, uh, yeah. uh, and Rack It Up is uh, video games and pinball and billiards, right? Yes. Okay. And, uh, were, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the games that were in the establishment. Uh, the games that we had pretty much were classics, all the, the classics you would find. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Centipede, uh, Robotron, uh, we had a Space Invaders Deluxe, Mr. We had a Mr. Do that we just got, and a Frogger that we just got as well, um, and a Phoenix. We got a Phoenix cocktail, and I had a Donkey Kong cocktail. Also, uh, okay. asteroids we had, Galaga, James Galaga, all the classics. I mean, Galaga. seriously, it's like the quintessential, you know, it's Midway's and Atari's classic hits that you had all sure. in there, right? Yeah. Uh, so that, that, uh, and then what pins did you have in there? Uh, thankfully, nothing in there yet. Yeah, we drove them in at that point because okay. we were talking to an insurance agent to find, to get an appraisal on what we needed to, you know, how much we needed to insure the place for it the week prior. And he said he needed to come out. Well, due to the COVID crisis, there, the window of timing there, they weren't coming out to do appraisals and things like that. So, uh, unfortunately, nothing was insured. All right, for and, you. Um, but fortunately, we didn't have any pinballs in there yet. We didn't, you yeah, know, right. yeah. because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because one pinball equals five video games in price, right? So yeah. or more. So um, yeah, or more. So uh, chatters and listeners of the show, if you go to their uh, Arcade Radio Facebook page, I I copied Dustin's original post, which lists every game that was stolen. So keep your eyes out for those games. Uh, this arcade is in Canton, Ohio. I mentioned that earlier in the show, um, and it's in uh, Stark County, right? Yep. Yeah, and so that's being handled by uh, probably Stark County Sheriff and and the local law enforcement. Yeah. So, um, and I don't and I don't know where they're at in the investigation. And I know, um, you know, that you've been in touch with them, and and I, you just said they're doing a great job. Um, and I, I hate to do this, uh, but I'd like to ask you, um, just I mean, I my heart would sink. I, it's like a pit in my stomach just talking about it right now what was your initial reaction when you walked into that empty room it was it was i uh, i had i broke down and cried i had so many emotions going through me i (laughs) it's it's getting me right now just thinking about it it's i haven't had any sleep nothing i just i've been a a train wreck because of this you know what i mean that that was my whole life yeah. Right there. And I saw it. I turned around. I, I, I just walked. I just started walking because I, I couldn't I couldn't handle it. It was just so devastating. I probably would have used every expletive available to me and then and then said, what am I going to do? I've, I've been I've had my car robbed a couple of times. That's a big difference. 
Uh, it still feels you still feel violated. Your stuff was taken. Yeah. Uh, but I can't imagine if somebody came uh, into my arcade and took everything that I'd worked so hard on. And we talked before the show. And these games are, you know, you might come across them for what, 100, 300, 400, something. Like, you might get one for free, but then you end up sinking money into them, right? One time, a lot of time. Yeah. Hunting down the parts and restoring cabinets. And, you know, I mean, it's taken us 15 years just to accumulate what we've had, what we, you know, what mm-hmm. we had. And, and he worked on each and every single one of them to restore them. And yeah. he put a lot of love into them. And the children are heartbroken because they've been playing those. These, those were their games in their basement that they played as toddlers all the way up. And, yeah. you know, they're like, wow. You know, yeah. so, it's, yeah, it's very it's heartbreaking. It was like we lost part of the family. When we lost those. And as I understand it, you had just you had just acquired the space prior to the covid restrictions. We re- we acquired this space towards the end of last year in September. And it was, um, we had to literally just tear things just apart because a lot of renovating. renovating. It was months and months and months of renovating. And then we found that we didn't have firewalls on either side. So we started the process of putting those up um, with the contractors will be doing that because we just simply, I mean, yeah, it, you know, and it, yeah, the landlords was, are helping with that part. It was the firewalls and then the HVAC system, and it just there was a bunch of things. One thing after, after the next, the after the next, we we're turning it from a mercantile to an assembly, which that that's a huge process for anybody out there yeah. that acquires a rental space, and you're mm-hmm. planning on doing this. Make sure it's an assembly, sure. because once you're moving from a move, mer- mer- uh, changing the, they call it a conformancy. You're running into a bucket of nuts and bolts that it just it never ends um, mm-hmm. because and then the space I think is zoned for 270 people. Yeah, yeah. So the occupancy load is for 270 people. So then we had to get into the HVAC units and put in air fresh airflow systems, just all kinds of stuff. Wow. Here. So this. So before you. Before you get a place, make sure it's already an assembly. And <laughs> and that's that's your responsibility, right? If you're going to be changing things, yes, yeah. yes. So that's a huge investment. So yeah, the, right. yeah. And so you have this investment. You've been working on it since September. You're probably ready for a soft opening, and then COVID hits. Yes. Yep. And then you're like, okay, crap. So I guess yeah. we'll put stuff on hold. Here's the thing that gets me. What you just said was you were in there like. Between the times that the stuff was taken, right? Within yes, days. We were there Friday and then we were there right. Monday. Yeah, we were there just Friday. Everything right was before. there. And the landlord was playing the video games. He was yeah, playing Miss Pac Man and having a great time and just, you know, now, we're waiting. For, our chatters have a bunch of questions and, uh, and uh, right. just some comments. I don't know if you're seeing them. Uh, Yoetti right. says there's some horrible people out there. Uh, I hope your games turn up. These are, you know, that's you guys are, you guys are the best. Uh, also, you know, just the shock. Uh, and they relocked the units with new locks. Creeps. I mean, like first of all, they yeah, impersonated I guess somebody. They called the locksmith out, and they must have told a locksmith 
that they couldn't get into their units. So they rekeyed all the units in the shopping center at the, at the end that we were at. So they had them all rekeyed, and that's why the landlord's key wasn't working. Yeah. Do they, so, do they know who the locksmith was? They're well, looking for they're, them. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're investigating it. Now, the detectives are taking care of that. It's interesting to me, too, that you know, this seems so elaborate. Like, like yeah. it's it's very well orchestrated, and it's like it's like a bad episode of Cagney and Lacey, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, like the, like really the trucks thing. roll in, and people are pretending to be somebody else, and the doorman's like, "Sure, come on in. There's the key," yeah. you know? I mean, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just we were shocked that first of all, a locksmith would even do that without seeing a lease or some kind of credentials that you're the business owner or. I mean, that's just, it, it shocks me to know that uh, that locksmiths just go out, pick open doors, and change locks on people. Or even for yourself. If, if I had a locksmith change my lock and not ask me for credentials, I would wonder, well, yeah. how do you know who I am? Right. Well, I don't have a key. How big is the town? What's that? How big is the town you live in? Um, Where we live or where the store is? Where the store is, Canton. Um, well, we're in what they call an air, a small area of Canton. Canton's very, very large. Okay, so like but a borough. There's like, there's like sections of it. Uh-huh. Like there's townships in it. Sure, sure. So, you know, but we're, uh, we're on a very, very busy street. Um, huge intersections. We, the traffic that goes by is unbelievable. We have a Wendy's like right, right across. across from us. Yeah, there's a Wendy's so like right there. Through, they, see, they would see our sign. Which is really all right. Yeah, um, and the, and then um, the, there's a there's a the only thing that's open in the shopping center right now is far on the other end a tattoo shop. Right now, the shopping center is like a ghost town. It's been it's been pretty much it's, a ghost town so, since January. Yeah, since January. So you know, and then and of course we saw Camp Music Center go up for rent, and we were like, oh, we want that place, and that's where we. We decided that's where we we're going to have our store. So, all right, so go ahead, Brian. About the, uh, just about the store. I mean, there's a space. So how many square feet of a space were you opening up? We had 5,000 square feet, and 3,700 of this is for the arcade itself, the front of the house, the of the house for the machines and, stuff and the you know customers and things like that. And then the area in the back is... We're going to eventually remodel that into a, a full-on kitchen and things, but that's got to be, you know, later on. Sure. So, and how many machines total was it? Uh, at that point, it was 18. Yeah. Okay, so not 18. 18 and I had one empty, one empty cabinet yeah. that I was working on. Yeah, and then we were planning on buying quite a few more sure. to put in and to fill. And then we had some people that um, we're going we to do kind of a revenue share with on the pinballs and sure. uh, the bigger items until yeah that we until we can afford to get our own. So uh, if we just do a thousand machine, that's eighteen thousand dollars worth of your your uh, your inventory gone. Yeah. yeah. So it, the crazy part about it was they you know the Coca Cola delivered their giant coolers. We're waiting for Pepsi and stuff before COVID, but there were boxes, sealed boxes inside the coolers with the shelves in them. And we never unpacked those yet. We didn't plug the cooler in because, of course, we didn't order our, our um, product yet. They took 
the boxes of shelves out of the Coke cooler and took those as well. Jeez. It's like, yeah, wow. That, uh, various tools, ladders. ladders. My dolly, I just bought a brand new uh, appliance dolly. That's gone. Um, drills, mm. my drill bag. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mark, Mark you're muted. No? He, he was breathing into the mic, so I turned him off. Oh. He's like, <laughs> so I had to turn him off. <laughs> All right, so here's here's two things I want to do before we. What are our eight liners, the gambling machines? Mark. Yes. Yes. Yeah, on either side of us, they had yeah. those gambling machines. Yeah, they two were, skill game rooms. They were, no, actually, there was four skill game rooms in the shopping center, and they were, um, they were all raided in October, and then, then I think two of them opened back up, and then they got shut down in January. So we decided, you know, we're putting a nice family-oriented uh, establishment in there, and the landlord said that's all he wants, and there's complimentary businesses. Okay. Like, like, so no skill games, none of that. Yep. Um, because it's illegal in Ohio, from it's our understanding. Hmm. It's illegal in Ohio, and yeah. <laughs> well, it's illegal in Minnesota. I know that. All right. There's two things I want to do before we continue on with the interview. Uh, number one is I want to I want to put your GoFundMe up so that people can help you out because. Uh, this is a this is a pain in the ass at the, at the very least, but it's also eighteen machines that were that were you have personal investment in. It's like you know Brian or Mark with all of the machines that we've worked on, and we have this dream to open up arcades, you know, someday. And if we do that, we take our personal investments and things that we spent time with, and we put it in a place, and they're gone. So, what's your GoFundMe? First of all, I just want to put it up in the chat. Brandon. 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 Um, I think it's Rack It Up Retro Arcade. Yeah. Rack It Up Retro Arcade. And our dear friend Brandon Murphy was just an amazing human being. Yep. I've got got it. I'm putting it into the chat right now. And you can see some of the games and some of the... uh, um, You can see some of the, the... They left the art on the walls. They weren't... Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was nice. That. <laughs> and they left. Um, Dustin made, had a, a five-gallon drum that he oh, made a Donkey Kong barrel out of. He spray painted it blue and put oil on it. The word oil, and they left that. They left that. That was nice. That they left that. Looks like all your games have CRTs in them too. Yeah. Yeah. And so each of these was about three hundred pounds. This is a professional job. This is crazy. So. Anyway, if you're going to give any money to the show this week uh, or, you know, if you've thought about giving money to the show, give it to this GoFundMe instead. And uh, uh, and I, I want to pitch in some too at the end of the show. This is uh, – I, I hope that you get your games back, first of all. I hope that they find them. But I, I worry about the speed at which they got them out. It must have been a lot of help in the middle of the night. And – it was in the middle of the day. It was at ten o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! That's what. Uh, yeah. Fuck. The the girl at the vapor station said she was driving by when I talked to her, and she's and that's like another shopping center down. She said she was driving by and she saw a bunch of trucks and people unloading 
all the units in there. She thought she thought that, that we, we were, were loading we were loading games into our arcade. Yeah, she thought that's we were moving thought, in because she knew that we were going to open our arcade. She's been anticipating it, so that's why she she didn't even think twice about it because yeah, she mm -hmm. thought that ten o'clock we in the games morning in. on a Saturday. But it was the opposite. They Broad were taking daylight. Them out. Broad daylight. Oh my God! It is an episode of Cagney and Lacey. Yeah. No. Broad daylight. I guess they did it because in broad daylight it doesn't look it doesn't look sketchy. Right. Yeah. If you're doing it in broad daylight, who's going to ask any questions? Right in the front. They didn't unload them out of the back. Right out wow. of the front because there were point there were like um pieces of the machines in the parking lot, like you know, little chunks of wood and uh, mm -hmm. the little twenty five cents little piece that goes by the point back. I don't know what those are called, but yeah. Yeah. So. Um Oh man! All right, all right. So this this kind of pisses me off. Like, all right, and I, I mean, it, it's got to. It just uh, you can't dwell on it too long, or or you you must get angry, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. All right, so yeah. Well, I I just kind of I want to I just kind of want to yell like really loud. So I might do that. <laughs> you know, Eddie. Did you guys uh, have? Any other games that you did not have in the units that are uh, like at home or in storage elsewhere, or was that everything? No, that was it to start. We were just right. getting ready to start investing and in, you know um, getting games in there, and then we were going to, like I said, do a revenue share for the pinballs and things like that. A lot of that. it was going to be pinball and um, pool tables, and then we had we had a little bit of money, more money put back so that we can purchase. A couple more games, and then uh, just eventually phase them in. So what? Right. Uh, what was the the? Um, what's your your day jobs now? What do you do for when you're not doing this? Or was this it? Well, Jesus, he's, yeah. He's mine, mine was basically just sculpting, and I still sell masks. You know, they still I still get orders for masks coming in, which which does help out. Um, but right now, currently, I mean, yeah, I mean, most of my time has been in that arcade. Uh, our money, everything has been invested into that that whole thing. Lean in towards your wife you know, so we can see your face a little more. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Scooch <laughs> together. Close I'm up. not watching the camera, so I can't see the little picture of me. <laughs> sorry, guys. Anyway, yeah, so been doing that, and um, and I I was I've been an auditor for quite some time. Okay. And um, that ended in Feb the end of February. Hopefully, I'll be able to get back to that after the COVID nineteen. Okay. All this has gone by because um, my daughter and I are very high risk for it. But you, um, I have Meniere's disease last summer. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So I can't be exposed to it. And then my daughter, um, she has narrowed airways, and oh, yeah. she was born with those defects. So. Well, I think there's a lot of people our age that are in that same boat. So. I, yeah, I, we don't want to take any chances. I had to fill out a form for work, actually, uh, to get an exemption because they want people to start coming back. But yeah. our, t our team can work remotely, so it's not, you know, anyway, that aside. So the point about that question was, uh, this was sort of your nest egg. You were actually investing. This was going to be your business together. This is what we were going to retire doing. We were yeah. going to retire and doing something you like doing try to retire yeah. but put our 12 hours a day 13 hours yeah. a day in and this is what we wanted to do for the rest of our lives it was been yeah. a boyhood dream since he was nine years old yeah. so we finally decided hey i'm 50 he's gonna be 50 it's time to make a move and live out our dream mm -hmm. 
And so go ahead, Mark. I wasn't saying anything. I was going to say, and I mean, like a lot of times when you're starting a business, it's not something that you, I mean, it's, it's either all in or all out. Yeah. And so you guys are putting everything you have in, putting all your time in, putting your money in. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like setbacks, like, oh, you need firewalls. Oh, COVID hits. And these are all things that are like one thing after another. And then your arcade disappears. It's, I mean, that's, you know, salt on open wounds. That's just, that's it terrible. It is. So, I mean, it's, it, we had a, we had actually a trailer stolen a couple of times from our shop, but the last time uh, had a substantial amount of uh, equipment in it. And ironically, before the police even found it, uh, next door found it. So like the oh. next door apps and like the, the ring circle thing, they basically said, Hey, my camera did this. So I don't know if you guys have done that or if the police do that, but you should post to the next door and uh, ring uh apps we signed up and did it and they actually found our trailer in like two and a half hours mm -hmm. um ironically before we could get it the police towed it impounded it <laughs> ticketed it and charged us for leaving it in an alley <laughs> oh. but that's a whole other story luckily we got everything wow. back so yeah here's hoping that happens wow. for you guys too i mean yeah. they i know that the detectives are uh, they they they're they're really onto some things and you know i awesome you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just putting all my faith in them. Yeah. Um, Plus, we, it also helps the trucks have the GPS. Yeah, Penske you know, trucks have GPS. Have GPS you know, I'm sure locator devices. I'm sure they have to have those. Something. So that's gonna whoever rented them. So, Dustin, uh, what has been your? Um, I think we talked about this a little bit before the the show, but what has been? The biggest surprise to you from the arcade community regarding this whole mess? Oh, just just the responses of it I've been getting. It's it's been the arcade. It's been a big chunk of it's been the arcade community. I've just private messages. Everything just supportiveness has just been amazing. It's been that. It's also oh, been, everybody moves. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been really awesome. I mean, everybody moves so quick. We found out about it on Monday that, and we knew it happened on Saturday from what witnesses said. So there was kind of a lost two days there. Um, we found out Monday, Dustin posted it on his Facebook and thousands and thousands of responses from the arcade community. Just, you know, everybody's just looking and being supportive and yeah. they're amazing. I can't, I can't express my gratitude enough. I've reached out to a couple of people like Todd Sucky, uh, John Jamshit, actually, I've, I've you know, talked to them with messaging about, you know, if they see the games or whatever. So I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to do what I can yeah. within the network, hopefully, because those are, you know, you just don't make those games disappear. I mean, right. if they're going to do it, it's it's one chunk. Have they're you not going to piecemeal those games out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. At least I don't think they will. Have you reached out to Doc Mac, too? No. In Chicago, yeah. So after the show, we should probably give you a few names to hit up. But Doc Mac, Galloping Ghost Arcade, the world's largest classic arcade in Chicago. Just give him a right. shout. I mean, he loves to give business advice too. Um, so if you ever have questions about what you want to do, he's a good guy. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get to some um, questions that are not related to the robbery. How about that? Does that sound good? And we'll just throw yeah. the GoFundMe up um, at the end of the show again. And uh, you guys keep them in mind. 
Uh, and keep your eyes peeled, especially if you're in the Ohio area or the, the, the surrounding states. Um, you know, because we don't know where they're going to go, if these are on their way to Las Vegas or what. But, uh, you know, they could go, go anywhere if they're on trucks, right? So that's the thing that sucks. So we feel for you. I'm glad you're on the show and I'm glad you're talking about it. But let's make let's have a little bit more fun. I'd like to talk, first of all, about Dustin's uh, guitar playing and sculpting. You're a pretty accomplished guitar player. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I've been at it for, for a long time. <laughs> Are you in a band? Many, many Are you in a band? I'm not in a band now. I've, I've been in many bands, <laughs> you know, <laughs> throughout the years. Uh, pretty much mainly metal, yep. heavy metal stuff, so. What do you like? Is that the thing you like to play the most? Oh, absolutely. What, what are oh, some man, of your... We were lucky. <laughs> what are some of your favorite bands, if I might? Oh, King King Diamond is easily my number one band. Cool. I love everything about the band, the theatrics, just the... It's it's all concept stories, which are horror stories, basically. Uh, and the guitar playing is just out of this world. Annie LaRock is my guitar idol. Awesome. <laughs> he's, he's really awesome. On that, so, on the uh, guitar idol theme, do you have any arcade idols or heroes? Arcade heroes, like anybody who inspired you or friends? Um, uh, friends, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I worked with one in fact, and I, and his name is Mark Shields. He uh, he was just one of the most amazing human beings ever, and he was just an amazing arcade game player too. He. He, he had records on Frogger, uh, Rally X, New Rally X, but he also had it on, I think it was uh, Mr. Do's Wild Ride and Birdie King, I think it was, Birdie King 2. Mm, how fun. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and actually in the arcade, we had a Frogger. We just bought it. Yeah, we just like got the Frogger. And uh, from, from work way back in the day, uh, he, I think it was like from like 2009, I think it was. But it was from Twin Galaxies, and he he was at Fun Spot playing. It was uh, I think he was playing Rally X. I think that was the game he was playing. But anyways, it was it was pictured, and it showed like the new high scores and stuff like that down the side. Well, Mark had signed it to all my adoring fans, Rally X World Champion Mark Shields, and I had it framed. And what I was going to do, this is like kind of an emotional thing. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I was going to have the Frogger and the Rally X and then that above it That'd because, be cool. you know, he passed away. He's just, he's missed. Yeah. You know, he's a young, young guy. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Mark, uh, you've got big shoes to fill tonight, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> My Mark Shields. Uh, it's funny uh, I was uh, looking for some Mark Shields photos when Mark is threatening to not be on the show I like to put up a picture uh, you know that says Mark will be back and I found this guy that like did poetry his name is Mark Shields (laughs) he's like a heavy set guy in his 60s and I just you know anyway I know there's more than one Mark Shields but there's only one Mark Shields for you guys and uh And uh, that, uh, so thanks for sharing that, sharing that story. So besides guitar, you're a sculptor. That's yeah. pretty cool. Now, I can just imagine you, a 15-year-old kid, walking into the comic store, walking in, looking at the Fangora magazine, pulling that thing out. <laughs> so is, is that where it started? When, when did you start liking hey, creature masks? Wow. That's, 
this is an interesting story also. Okay. Um, I really didn't know I could sculpt very well at all. And we had some super sculpty. It's this clay that you can bake. It's a polymer clay that you can uh, bake in the oven. Um, anyway, so my dad was having this like horror roast kind of thing at the house. And I sculpted this really mutated pig head just to be, you know, funny. And I sculpted it. I had it on a jar and I set it on the table in the middle, middle of the food and everything. And uh, everybody looked at it and they're like, that is really good. And my dad was even like, I think you, you missed your calling of life. And I'm like, really? I didn't think it was that good, personally. I, di I didn't really think it was that great of a thing. Well, that turned out after that, uh, my dad actually welded up this armature out of like chicken wire, chicken coop wire. And he made uh, a skeletal thing of like a gargoyle, basically like, like a griffin kind of sure. thing. And, and he wanted me to sculpt that on top of that, make him statues for outside for, from the house. So we were doing some research on where to get clay. And there was a place that we found, and it was in Lakewood, Ohio. And uh, we got there, and the name of the place was called Monster Makers. And they sold big things of oil-based clays and stuff. So we got that. And when we walked in, I saw, like, all this cool monster stuff. And I was just blown away by it. That day, I ended up getting clay for his gargoyles and also uh, a mask-making set. So I can start uh, sculpting masks, stop, um, making Halloween masks. So I sculpted the gargoyle for him. And I sculpted my very first Halloween mask. And I got uh, contacted by the Hudson Haunted House because one of my friends saw that mask. Contacted by Hudson Haunted House, and they wanted to meet with me. So I went into the Hudson Haunted House and basically uh, did a whole room for them. And they had the old Don Post Studios uh, skull masks. I had to repaint them because they weren't glowing very well. And at the same time, I sculpted a, a new skull mask for them. It was really cool. So you walk in, and it's completely pitch black. And there's all these skulls just suspended in midair. So there was actors in there also with, with skull masks on. That was, the, that was the, the gimmick with it. So you'd walk through and you see these floating heads, and then the actors would jump out at you with the mask. And that's, that's pretty much how I got started in the mask, mask making. I know it's a long-winded story. No, this is good. I love, I love it. it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and then from there, basically, I just kept going with it. And then I sculpted, I think it was a vampire next. And I can't even remember. There's been a, quite a few pieces, of course. And, um, you know, each one got better, better and better. And uh, now, I do you, started selling them. Do you have a Facebook page just for the masks? I do, yeah. Yeah, it is on my Facebook. It's uh, Myers Effects. Myers Effects? Myers FX. Myers FX on Facebook. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll see look. One, I see an Etsy store. Is that you as well? Yeah, I really don't do anything in Etsy right now. That's that. Okay. That was a few years. Yeah, ago. that was a while back. Long time ago. Oh, oh I just forgot to take that down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you still got three masks over there. Oh. I know. <laughs> yeah. So everyone just contacts him on his Facebook, and because it's all, it's Perfect. even on his regular page, Dustin Myers, as well. So right. they see it. Things, um, his pieces progress. Yeah, there's like cool. I was looking at some of it, and by the way, I am not a fan of the horror genre. So these things scare the Love shit it. out of me. Oh my. <laughs> I just, some of them are really, they're, really they're cool. Good. Yeah. I love that green, green guy. So, uh, yeah. Have you thought of, have you thought of like 
or have you done any work for the movies any or anything for um, not so much with film no i really haven't had an opportunity to do so i am a student i am a student of dick smith which is the godfather of uh you know special makeup effects yeah um took his course and everything with, you know with the hopes of being a makeup artist um well, and it really it didn't go much farther than me sculpting and making masks so, so which I was fine with that's that really cool though like i want to like send you your stuff to like you know disney and uh, you know oh, thank you all, all the big studios and say hey this guy can do stuff you gotta hire him it's cool um so and they'd be like who's this nerd from what is your show called anyway but anyway uh <laughs> so uh that that's really 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 awesome uh how did the gar- how did the gargoyles turn out for dad uh, funny story of that they never actually got cast and finished because we didn't know how to back then sure it was it was this great idea to make this thing but <laughs> figuring out how to do it because uh, it was such a big thing you would have to cast it in like silicone which i know now sure but i didn't know how to do that at the time but you would do silicone and you would do like a fiberglass jacket to you know sustain the silicone you need a a hard jacket on the outside yeah and then you would you would do it like a resin casting or something he wanted to do it in concrete and i'm just like i yeah. we were completely oh, lost we on so it. yeah, yeah I, was brand, no I was brand yeah. Yeah, that's great that. and nobody nobody taught him nobody oh. he never took a class and he right he just kind of powered through it there was a learned it himself yeah yeah there was a there was a forum called uh back then it was it was the monster lab and it was ran by christian hansen and I learned a whole lot, whole lot because of that. And they were they were really cool to support. You're like, you're like the Bob Ross of Halloween mask making. Oh man, thank you. <laughs> you should have like you should have a studio and then teach people how to do it. And then you could put like I went to the Bob Ross Museum in Florida and Smyrna Beach, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, and it's a it's a basically his gallery and his friends teach his method. So he's got, and his son, and, and and so they they still paint Bob Ross paintings there, but all of his original paintings are up on the wall. You should do that. You can have a little t- tiny studio. You could teach people how to make masks and have all your work up on the walls, and then you and then you could do like a PBS thing, and you could just be like, and here we're gonna put a couple little fluffy little warts on his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, how 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 long is it before, between conception and then you have a finished product for the mask? Is that oh it yeah that varies. It, it, some of them go real quick. I sculpted an alien one time and that took me about three days to do it. A lot of my stuff though, I'm, I'm really weird with it. I, I'll, I'll have it like ninety percent done and then look at it and hate. It. Uh, sure. So then I'll start tearing things apart, trying to be perfectionist with it. So a lot of times it'll take me. <laughs> You know, oh, six wow. months to do a mask, a mask sculpture oh. because I'm so like anal with it. You know, yeah. it's just like everything has got to be just because once you once you once you mold it and stump, it's done. You can't change. It. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then I'm I'm pouring copies of that in latex and making masks, and then you look at, you know, you have to look mm-hmm. at your work and just be like, man, why didn't I do that? You know. So it, it takes a while. Sometimes they're fast, but. Mm-hmm. Most generally, not so much. So, do you have like Adam's Family pinball, Monster Bash, and all that stuff? What do you What do you have for? I we don't. We, you gotta we get. Don't have you gotta get those. That, 
You got to get those. For, yeah, that was pretty much going to be like a uh, the revenue share. The revenue share. Yeah. I couldn't afford to get the pins at this point. They're so expensive, as you guys we, know. Yeah. We didn't yeah. realize how much money That's, it was going to be to renovate the building right. that we're yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, we thought we could just move in, tear the slat wall off the walls, paint the walls, and it's call it a day. You know, let's open the doors. No. But we There's literally like we had to put in bath extra bathrooms, handicap. We had oh. to redo all the flo- uh, the floors in the bath. Um, just everything. It was yeah. we had no idea what we were going to do. Something new. So we decided, well, we'll get the games later and keep working on building. this building that we've been renovating and. You know, it just, it was one thing right after the next. And so, so one of my, finally we're at the point where it's almost ready to go and the firewalls are going to go up on the other sides of our walls. So we don't have to, so we don't have to put them over the walls we just did. So right. they'll go on other units. And that's why the landlord had to get into those other units with our contractor and the architect was to determine how they were going to build those, um, those two-hour rated walls so that that would be in the units on the other side of the wall instead of our mm. inside our unit. So, so let me ask you a question back to the the arcade. Has this whole thing uh, – it sounds like they had problems there before. There's a big rainbow outside. Holy crap. It's a double rainbow. <laughs> Is it, are you sure? Oh, my God. It's going to make me cry. Anyway, so huh? – uh, Anyway, I'm just really uh, has this whole experience turned you off to the location? I think after each hurdle we kept going over, it just made us more more determined. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. And we just kept saying we're gonna do this. And there were times it, where I mean, it, it, yeah, it definitely came, you know, past our mind. I mean, it was just like how much money are we gonna dump into this building, you know, to get it ready for the arcade. You know, we're, it's, a, it's a rental, you know, yeah. but being that it was a mercantile, changing it to the assembly, it's just, we didn't even know. We didn't even know exactly what we were delving into, but we were so deep with the investing already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At that point, it's like, we can't stop now. We yeah. just, we have to continue with it. Yeah. And now you're in a situation where you don't have your arcades. Now so we have games. Yeah, the games are gone. It's just, it's been one thing after the other. So is there, and there's. And there's clearly no insurance on the on the whole mess yet because of this. No. So that's why the GoFundMe's no. up. The agent right. couldn't make it out during the COVID crisis right. to appraise what we did and what yeah. we had because of the. Yeah. You know. That that's really you messed know, things up everywhere. Go ahead, Mark. Have you checked with your homeowners insurance because there is off-premises insurance sometimes up to ten thousand dollars. Yes, like I, I've had stuff taken from storage, uh-huh. and uh, it has to be off. It's like when your uh, car gets robbed, your homeowner's mm-hmm. insurance has sometimes policies. So I would definitely go and check with your homeowner's insurance. Well, we have yeah. renter's insurance at home, but, but it's just at home. It's just for home. I mean, I don't sure. know. Maybe there's some addendum sure. in there we can check, yeah, check that out because yeah. sometimes sometimes the policy has something for stuff that you're keeping offsite. So okay. renters insurance, insurance. Sometimes they have clauses. I would definitely go look into that. Well, okay. it depends, depends on whether it is something that's considered. Like it's not hard to argue that a that an arcade game is a not like something you just port around or leave places. 
And mm -hmm. so they tend to cover things like if you had furniture that was in a storage unit or something, they'll say, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's a home use item um, in yeah. some of the policies. There's some policies that are written to just, you know, they're not there to make you money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's worth a shot. And I, and actually, yeah. I'm going to look at my policy and see if I can get some things covered. <laughs> that I I, oh, I do because I have a lot of stuff in storage. Like the same anxiety that I'm sure a lot of people have when they have stuff that they own someplace else. I mean, you never know. The same thing can happen to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I mean, looked at my unit. This happened in broad daylight, and oh. people saw it happening. That's just what. Blows me away. Why yeah. I want to smash my head against the wall? It's like people saw this happening. All right, now I have uh, now I have a personal question, Julie. How'd you meet this gentleman? Uh, oh, <laughs> I was his dad's accountant. <laughs> oh wow! And his dad was his dad ran his own business out of the house, and he worked for his dad. And I, you know, so I would go to the house and I would do a lot of work there because that's where all the files were. And um, and there's this dude sculpting out in the garage. You know, <laughs> he didn't say much. He was a very quiet, just very non-social individual. And a couple <laughs> times we would have dinner over there, my daughter and I, and he we he'd sit across the table and you know. And then just, I don't know what happened. One day we looked at each other across the table at dinner and we're like, dude, yeah. <laughs> from that moment on, it's been like 17 years. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations, you guys. It was just one of those things, you know what I mean? It, it was, we weren't expecting it, neither one of us. And That's good. It was just, you know, I, we didn't ever pay any mind to each other until one moment we were eating dinner at his dad's table. And I, you're I like, literally remember it was like, like this could work. Adidas on it. <laughs> I literally remember that from that long, long ago. I looked at this guy and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so, Julie, are you a rocker too? I used to be. And yeah. When I was in high school, I was in a band. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. What All girl band. Oh. Early legal. The Go Go's. I guitar and keyboards. <laughs> I'm right. You guys should start up a family band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, actually, everybody does play. Yeah, everyone does play. And my son started playing drums. Um, back in January, we bought him an Alesis drum kit, and he's in his bedroom. And he just—I mean, he's amazing. And he just picked it up and ran with it. And we're like, "Well, dude, we're gonna get you some lessons." So. Um, and Dustin was in there with his guitar, and I looked at my oldest daughter. I said, "Yeah, it's called the Corner Bedroom Band." Because <laughs> 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 I'm like, "Yeah, Corner Bedroom Band over there." When she came home from school, <laughs> it was funny. That's great. It was very funny. I mean, I, I can play a few licks on the guitar and a few things on the piano, but I'm not anywhere as accomplished as either of you probably are. So that that's kind of fun, though. So you, you're very creative family, very artistic. Yeah. So that's really cool. And yeah, you have you have like child. She just picked up a guitar one day and started playing, and never touched it before. Just she started playing one of her dad's electric guitars. Our fourteen year old. We we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet child of mine. So we're like, well, where's that coming from? What's that? <laughs> and it turned out that she. Self-taught herself guitar. It was really cool. Nice. Wow. 
All right. So the, the, we're yeah. we're getting to the end of the hour here, but I want to uh, want to reach out to Mark and Brian and see if they have any more questions for you, as well as the audience. Um, otherwise, I'd like to get some final thoughts. So I want to give well, the. Bill, oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. No, you Do- go. The doctor first. Go for it. <laughs> doctor. So I wanted to give doctor. the uh, the the people listening, and I, so you had this loss, and I don't want to dwell on that. Kind of want to look forward, and so obviously getting your games back is important. But if people are sitting on games or have things they are looking to sell, or have things, what are you guys looking? What would be the next games you guys would look for? Because obviously you're going to try and overcome this. Like, what's something yeah. you guys would be interested in? Um, the classics that we lost, of course. I mean, yep. we, but, you know, I mean, nothing's going to replace the ones that we yeah. had because we had such an emotional attachment. Yeah, but I mean, like, Wait, are, are you asking, like, what we would get in addition to it? Abo- above and beyond that. Like, what would be the next? Because you guys said you were about well, to buy yeah. some more games. Yeah, well, let's, yeah just, let's just assume that you're going to get back your, your games, which may or may not happen. But, right. you know, you have a list of classics that you had already collected. What was next on the list? Mappy, Burger Time, Rally X. Yeah, we wanted a Mappy, Rally X. Burger Time. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, well, Hubert. Hubert, definitely. That one. was my favorite when I was a kid. Um, geez, I don't know. Some of the fighting games. Street probably. Fighter. Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Street Fighter, Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. Oh, you know, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, Rampage. those were all going to be our next purchases. Yeah. Did you like Rampage and uh-huh. some of those games too, or like were you like thinking like more three player, like X Men or what? You know, like or yeah, yeah, yeah the X Men games. Uh, what is that shooting game? That even we were Gauntlet, Gauntlet's another one. Gauntlet. Re- oh yeah, I used to love the Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Area Fifty One. That's the one that. Yeah, Area Fifty One. Yeah, Area Fifty One. Yeah, we had a, li- a list we made out of what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. What's next. So, yeah, it's just, you know, now we don't know what's next. No. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm in so Have you guys ever oh. been interested in an exterminator cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> this is a, so I had to ask. Mr. Peabody asked. You did. Yes. I'm so going to check him on it. What is I have an exterminator. No, exterminator. Ten yards that way. It's this old game that Adam loves. So if you ever find one. And you want to do uh-huh. Adam a huge favor, get okay. it to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Will, you'll be on his Christmas card list for life. <laughs> Forever. Yeah, my favorite game was um, <laughs> Qbert. Uh, That's an awesome game. Mr. Peabody asked. Mine's Qbert and um, Dig Dug. Oh, and I dig a dug. centipede, and this is a funny story. Not a funny, it's a sad story. When I was a kid, I played centipede all the time, and Dustin built me my own centipede. In the basement, like what ten years ago? Yeah, and it's gone now. That that was, that was among the games. The, My the mo- mommy's game gone. Uh, you know, it's just mm. yeah. You know, well, so. is there something like? And I guess we should ask this offline, but you know, each game has something that is unique to it. Like there's some tags on it and some things like that. Like yes, yes, yeah, the, they all do. That unique list of things. Like is that available somewhere for us to look at so that we know hey if you see the centipede yeah a- i mean i have i have pictures of them we could put a list together i can put a list yeah and i can actually like put some you know 
but distinguishing yeah. marks or whatever right. that are on the games that would separate it like a Pac-Man could be a Pac-Man, but I know there's like certain things on mm-hmm. mine that might not be on. Like the games. light bulbs that we put in. Yeah, light bulbs. So. Behind the marquee. Um, you know, just the, the, you know, the new part that he bought. To yeah, put into him. Put on you know, so like if there's a, a game that's found and it has a new coin door or a, you know, something that he knows that he did on that game, a new board or, how, you know, his most right. of were pretty gross inside when they got them. They all, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They always, you know, 90% of the time they are. One thing that this might make me do is actually tag my games uh, yeah. somewhere indiscreet well, inside. You know, the detective, the, everybody kept asking us, what are the serial numbers on the games? And we're like... I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of them, we were yeah. just bringing them right to the arcade as we were purchasing. You know what I mean? They were just yeah. dropped off, and I, I don't know. So a word really. of advice, record all your serial numbers for your games, because mm-hmm. that's the first thing they're going to ask you. Yeah. And actually, I've had my insurance guy say, walk through with a video camera. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you video everything, um, you know, just so that there's a record. Because yeah, you, that's that's what's know. saving us on this. We have videos, we have pictures, yeah. updates everything on our Rack It Up website. You know, when we get a new game, we post that. So there's kind of a timeline already there. Well, you, you, you obviously have learned more than you've wanted to about both running a business, opening a business in yeah. a certain location, and how to, you know, how to handle a robbery, which you didn't have to do until last weekend. So these are learning experiences you don't want right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, the GoFundMe is in the chat. Um, I would like you guys just to give us your final thoughts. And again, I want to thank you for coming out of the show. And after the outro, uh, stick around with us. And we'll have a little wind down with you when we officially shut down. So uh, your final thoughts about uh, about what's been going on and, and any advice for people. Justin? My final thoughts. thoughts. Um, My final thoughts. I I just, you know, I'm just thrilled that everyone has come together and like have been supportive, you know, with with our situation. And it's just been overwhelming. Seriously. I mean, mean, we were both tired, really. I mean, this has been an exhausting thing for us. I mean, just it's, you know, I, we just want our games back, you know, that's, we want the games back. And, you know, I feel, I feel more confident, you know, that, you know, we're going to get them just because of, uh, you know, the detectives on it. Yeah, um, community. Your community. Yeah. for us. They're keeping their eyes out for so, us. And you can't just, it's not like you can just unload a game like that and not be, not have it recognized, mm-hmm. especially when there's so many people looking for, you know, yep. for um, on our behalf. Uh, I would say that most likely they'll either get rid of them in bulk and try to sell it to one of you guys somewhere out there, you know, or they'll try to open their own arcade, yeah. one or the other. So either which way, those aren't easy to get rid of. Yep. I mean, you can't just hide those. It's, right. you know, so I just, we're keeping our fingers crossed. We're praying. Um, you know, I mean, there's people that have doubts that this even happened. We've gotten quite a few comments on Facebook and, and, they can think what they want. They have that right. But, yeah. I mean, 
you know, it's, just ignore it's, the trolls and block them. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, it, it bothered I mean, us. We, from the we, we, we know what happened. Okay. Yeah, we know right. what happened. We're the ones suffering through it. It's yeah. our loss. Yeah. You know, I mean, they can say what they want. And I understand some of it. When you read it, it, it sounds really freaking out there. Okay, it yeah. does, and I know it does. Yeah, but we're but, fortunate that the, that people saw these trucks unloading yeah. the units. I mean, there's tons of witnesses. Well, the other th- the other thing that I find interesting uh, about a situation like this is that you have the people that are, have the outpouring of support, and I believe that's most of the arcade community, and we're here for you, yeah. and, and we want to help you out. But I also I also find it annoying that there's the one guy, or, or you know, uh, on the forum or somewhere who is like, "Well, did you lock your doors? Well, did you do this? Well, did you do that?" And they have everyone has you know, in in certain situations they want to give you advice about how you should have handled it, and luckily I think you're not getting that for the for the most yeah. part. Yeah. You know you know what my grandmother used to say, she said, "Wait, what is that? If my if my grandfather had wait if my grandmother had both, she would have he would have been my grandfather. Something like that. <laughs> and that's what that should have would have." Oh yeah. yeah, if my oh yeah, if my grandmother would have had balls, she would have been my grandfather. <laughs> so it's kind of that thing should have, would have, but you know what? It's it's what it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's how it goes. I don't know. Somebody out there. Probably well, I don't know, but it's funny it. either way. It's in a good way to end the show. Right. It's <laughs> it's Captain Hindsight. That's the South Park character. I think that you keep yeah. getting those guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, and we appreciate we do appreciate their yeah. that we do appreciate their advice and their comments and yeah. we really appreciate anyone who has even and we appreciate responded. Yeah, we appreciate you putting us on the show also. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this has reached a lot of people, but this is going to reach a lot more now too, and I, we we really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. We'll make sure to get the blog or we'll make sure to get the podcast updated in the next 2 days. So that uh, this gets out to the rest of the listeners that subscribe to it that way as well. Um, but uh, for tonight, for now, I think uh, we're going to wrap up the show. And that this has been the Double R's. That's Arcade Radio, guys. Thanks for listening in. Uh, and uh, I, I guess that's our cue. I like it when he talks to me. It's pretty cool. Look at that. Do not know. Intrigo. <laughs> got it. Like us at Facebook and Arcade Radio, or check out our semi-neverly updated blog at Arcade Radio. That's R C A D E R A D I O dot com. Leave comments and questions on the game line. Six two five eight game. That four six three six. I don't know what he just said, but that's awesome. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Uh, do you like this show? Become an arcade, arcade cadet and support the show by subscribing to our Patreon campaign. Or, instead of doing that tonight, why don't you go to that uh, GoFundMe page for Dustin and Julie and let's get them a little bit of money back on their arcade. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just click the notification bell, which is somewhere down there, so you'll know when we're streaming live. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play Music, and we're in for podcast our streaming. All right, well, that's going to be it for the show from Arcade Radio. We hope you had a great time, and we'll see you next week for the 100th episode. <laughs>